Blog Talk Radio. Man, JT Live, you tuned into the Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. This is the Chicago Locker Room Sports Show right here on the hottest sports show on the net. That's right, I'm your man JT Live bringing you what we do every single week here on the hottest sports show again on the net. Man, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the show today. Man, we got a hell of a show today. And on today's show, we're going to be talking RG3 and what's going on in Washington in the nation's capital. We're also going to be talking about Jay Cutler, Chicago Bears, the Tom Brady situation that's been going on now for the longest. And we're going to talk a little bit of Chicago Cubs and Patrick Kane. And so hopefully everybody can get in on the show. If you want to call in, call in at 1-646-478-035. Make sure you hit us up and uh, give us some feedback on, on what you feel about the show and and, um, you know, just talk to us this evening right here. I always say Shot Town makes the world takes, and so that's how we do it here on the hottest sports show in the land. On today's show, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on down in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. with RG3. And depending on how you feel about the particular situation, I mean, you know, you could, you could go either way with it. I mean, literally. And... Uh, you know, some people say he's been treated unfairly. Some people says that says that RG three is getting what he deserves, and and really, I'm not I'm not really sure. You know, all the details in the particular situation, but I do know that um, RG three is getting a, a pretty um, a pretty raw deal right now. So it's it's kind of interesting to see how it plays out. And then I'll talk about uh, Jay Cutler. You know. The Chicago Bears quarterback has been able to to pretty much uh, escape all the, the 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 criticism that it that from coaches it seems that RG three is kind of feeling right now. And I, I'm not mad at Jay Gruden. The one thing I will give Jay Gruden is that he made a decision and he benched RG three. I mean, let's let's just be real. I didn't like the way he explained why he. Um, why he benched him because it really didn't make sense to me. But, you know, that being said, you know, everybody has their reasons why they do things and, and it tends to come out, you know, in the long run. So um, we'll see how Kirk Cousins fares in that particular offense um, and, and will they be successful um, in it. So I don't know. Then I want to get to talk about Patrick Kane, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and a lot of people who don't know. Uh, Patrick Kane has been uh, accused of rape, raping a woman. I think it's in Buffalo, New York. And, you know, that's a situation in which it's, it's gained a lot of national attention. But, you know, it really hasn't hit the radar um, 
like a lot of people probably would expect it to to to, to reach it. So, um, you know, it's it's just interesting to see how that plays out. You know, if a guy if a guy is accused of rape, you know, chances are he's going to have to prove himself innocent. Um, you know, before he's 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 guilty. I mean, he's guilty before innocent, basically. So, um, you know, that's a tough situation to kind of deal with, you know, today in, in today's uh, sports world and world in general. You know, people people will prosecute you first before anything. They'll prosecute you, and you have to prove that you're not the person that did whatever they're 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 saying that uh, it is that you did. And that's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. So Patrick Kane, is, as well as Derek Rose, we talked about that a little bit last week. And, you know, the situation that he's dealing with in regards to his rape allegations. And, and I went on that on my Thursday night rant, which was, you know, crazy. You know, it really was crazy how that, that whole thing played out. And um, so, you know, when those things take place... How they, um, and, and how they transpire and, and the things that they go through, um, it makes it very difficult. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to see, hopefully I'm not having any technical difficulties. I'm trying to see if people can really hear me because I'm getting some feedback. People are asking about the show. So let me try to, um, to try to see what's going on here. Sometimes we have some issues with our microphones. And so um, forget... Oh. Just hold on for one second. We'll see. We'll see how uh, things play. Yeah, it seems like everybody can pretty much hear me. I'm going to go to my phone line and see my man. Uh, well, my man Pete Coop was in the building. Um, let me see if I can get him back in in just one second. Um, just give me one minute. But you tuned in to Chicago Locker Room show right here on the Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network, and uh, we want to welcome you to our show today, this evening, if you can hear me, um, just give me one quick second to try to chime in here, um, but yeah, you know, just just some of the situations that take place in our society today, this has been really, really difficult for people, and athletes are really, they're really under the, the, the public scrutiny right now. They they're under a lot of people's eyes, and so you know, it's just really difficult to really find out some of the things that take place. And uh, we seem to can't keep callers in the building. I don't know what's going on there, uh, but I'm waiting on my man Pete Coop to call in, and uh, we'll be with him in just one moment. He's the Bulldog Sports. We're gonna be here for the next hour and a half, and just talking. But I'll go back to the sports piece. Athletes are being scrutinized more heavily now than they've ever been before. I mean, you can't. You can't uh, be an athlete and do anything wrong at this particular moment. You can't. Because if you do, you're going to be heavily scrutinized. Uh, people are going to come at you uh, 110%, and, and they're, not going to let you, they're not going to let you live it down. They're not going to let you live it down at all. And so as an athlete, you really have to be above and beyond what the public really expects you to be. And, and I say that, you know, the, the public has a has a general connotation of, of how athletes should act and, and they should be role models for youth and, and they should be, you know, they, they should live a certain kind of way. Well, that's not always the case because you have some athletes out here that's straight grimy. That's straight grimy. 
And so when you know that, and when you have that going on, you know, it's, it's always a difficult situation. And we try to put so much of responsibility on these athletes when the parents really need to, want, need to be the ones who are the role models for the children. They should be. So, you know, as I, as I look at how society views these athletes, you're talking about Derrick Rose. Last week he came under scrutiny for rape, you know, a, a young woman. And I don't know, and I really haven't heard a lot of media scrutiny behind it. I mean, they're rape allegations, and they seem to be kind of washed underneath the rug. According to the media reports, her story seems kind of weak. It seems kind of weak. But I don't know if that's the case. We don't really know all the details. Maybe something did happen. Maybe something didn't happen. But the, the, all the details surrounding it, you know, it, it, it's, it's really some, some fishiness going on with it. And people aren't really saying that much about it. In the Chicago media, you haven't heard much after the first initial reports. The first initial reports, I mean, you heard, you know, you heard all the stuff. Oh, you know, the girl is, is you know, Derek Rose hit last week. Now, you don't hear anything about it at all. And so I'm wondering how true the story is, if there was any meat, if there was any substance to what this young lady said. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But... I mean, I, I have to put that out there because, you know, sometimes people's stories are erroneous. Sometimes people make up stories. And if that's the case, you know, that's a shame. Shame on them. Shame on them for doing that. But I, I would hate to see anybody go down for something that's not true. I really would. I'd hate to see them go down for something like that. And a lot of times that happens to a lot of young people that that are that are placed in situations in which they really don't know how to handle them. They don't know how to handle them. I mean, how how much does Derrick Rose really know how to handle situations involved, involving young women that he hasn't really been told how to handle? He doesn't really know. He's just out there. He's out there. So then it gets caught up and people can easily make allegations. Guys like guys have young women around and just do whatever they want to do. So I, I find it, you know, I find it, find it difficult, you know, at times to, to really put a lot of stock in, in, in what people, you know, and the athletes and, and to me, they get too much attention. This is your man, JT Live, right here on the Chicago Locker Room Sports Show, right here on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk. Uh, network, and I, I hope we have some technical difficulties. I hope people can can really hear uh, in on on the call tonight on the show. Um, you know, if you want to call into the show, we at one six four six four seven eight zero three eight five. Again, that's one six four six four seven eight zero three eight five. Hit us up on the show, um, man. Tomorrow, of course, we'll be here again on on our, our regular Wednesday show. We'll be here at uh, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, as well as uh, check out the Thursday night podcast. Thursday night podcast is off the chain, for real. It, it's off the chain. I mean, Thursday night, there's no whole bar. We get it in. You know, I, I don't hold back. I don't pull any punches. I just let it rip. Let it rip on Thursday nights because, you know what, from time to time, we need to, we really, we really need to get it in as people. I mean, people need to really just kind of let it rip, and we don't. 
We really don't. So Thursday nights is, is, is one of our best shows, and so we get it in. We do our thing on Thursday night. And um, I appreciate the people for listening in to the show and, and, and doing the things that they do and supporting us and giving us the feedback right here on Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. I'm your host, Skin Man JT, live doing the thing. I see the technical duties have, have been uh, rectified, and so um, people can hear me pretty clearly. Got some feedback from some people in our social media groups that have tuned in. Okay. Let me just speak to the RG3 situation. And I'm going to go hard on RG3 on this one. And see, you know what? What happened a few about three years ago when his rookie season, RG3, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say RG3 was very hard-headed. I'm going to say RG3 really had an ego uh, I'm going to say from sources, RG3 didn't want to listen to anybody. He didn't want to listen. And I remember when he first got to Washington and Donovan McNair, Donovan McNair tried to give him some advice in regards to Mike Shanahan. And he didn't want no parts of it. He didn't even want to talk to him. And so when you don't want to heed or take advice, from another quarterback, and we know, let's just keep it real, we know that black quarterbacks have issues in the NFL. They've had them because they're stereotyped. They're stereotyped in certain kind of ways. And so, you know, you got you got McNabb, and, and, and McNabb tried to give him some advice, and he refused to take it. Well, we saw what happened with RG3's first year. They went to the playoffs, went to the NFC Championship game. They did extremely well. RG3 was RG3. The guy was flying around. He was doing all the things necessary. All the things necessary to be this new. He's supposed to be the prototype quarterback. This kid won MVP first year. Rookie of the year, I should say, not MVP. But, I mean, come on, man. You got to be willing and open to take advice from people who come before you. And so his ego is a little out of control. His ego was way out of control. Let's just be real. And so now RG3 finds himself in a situation in which now he has to eat crow. He's been benched. They benched him. When does a quarterback, and all the stuff they gave up to get RG3, all the stuff that they gave up to get RG3, and he's benched now. That's crazy. And so they give up like two first round draft picks, all these other other picks to watch the Redskins have given up. And so now Mike Shanahan gets fired in the process because he never really wanted RG three in the first place. He didn't want RG three. And so now let's fast forward. Fast forward. RG three now, three years later, they paid him money to keep him on the roster. They had to pay the man. He got $16 million. So if he gets hurt, it's $16 million. They got to pay him. Period. Guaranteed. His salary for this year is $3.2 million. So they can't move RG3. They can't trade him. They're going to take his form. They're going to take that contract. The locker room seems to not want him there. And to me, that's crazy. How could your locker room not want you? But maybe it's something that he's doing. 
Maybe it's something going on there where RG3 is having issues. Maybe his ego is too out of control. But this is from what this is from what I heard and what I got from Shannon Sharp watching first take. And I don't know how true this is, but this did this happened um according to Shannon Sharp. According to Shannon Sharp, RG three after his first year, after he got hurt in the playoffs, he decided that all of a sudden he wanted to be a pocket passer. Now, RG three. It's not RG3 standing in the pocket. He's not a pocket passer. RG3 needs to be on the move. He needs to be making things happen. But instead, he wants to be a pocket passer. Now, this is according to Shannon Sharp. So since he wants to be a pocket passer, they obliged him. But I thought after he hurt his knee, he came back too soon. RG3 should have set out. This kid was trying to play in preseason games. He wasn't himself. He had already had knee injuries at Baylor that he was recovering from, that he had recovered from. Had a knee injury with the skins in the playoffs. So now, RG3, you're not Superman. This is the NFL. He was taking way too many vicious hits. Way too many. So by him taking these vicious hits, he came back the next year to watch the Redskins' offensive line. It's horrible. So now, you play behind a horrible line. Basically, you got Shanahan. Him and Shanahan are into it back and forth. You get Jay Gruden comes in the next year. He's not the quarterback. You're not the quarterback that he wants because you know those guys talk. You know they talk behind closed doors. You know coaches talk. Shanahan, Gruden, you know those guys are like two peas in a pod. RG3 is arrogant. Doesn't want to listen. His father's too involved. So now RG3... You know, he has some issues going on there. He has some issues going on. So I don't know. As we look at the situation now, RG3 is in a situation now in which he's forced. He's in a catch. I mean, what what is he going to do? I mean, he's going to collect his paycheck, and I'm not mad at him. If they don't cut him, get paid. If he gets injured, which supposedly he has a concussion or whatever the case, he hasn't been cleared to play, we know that's bull crap. We know that's doctors and coaches and owners talking and saying, hey, listen, you know what? We're going to sit RG3 down because we're going to start Kirk Cousins. People need to keep it real, man. And that's what I didn't like. And I'm going to say what I didn't like about what Jay Gruden did. He came out in the press conference yesterday and said, RG3, Kirk Cousins had played well throughout training camp since OTAs. Well, if he played so well in OTAs, if Kirk Cousins played so well in OTAs, why wasn't he getting all the first-team snaps throughout camp? To me, man, just say, hey, RG3, is not, he, didn't just, he just didn't cut it. Don't say Kirk Cousins was so much better. I don't like Kirk Cousins. He's not a basis. decent, serviceable quarterback. I'm not going to say he's great. I'm not going to say he's good. I'm going to say he's average. But let's put all this stuff into perspective, man. RG3 is a victim of his own self. Ego. Out of control. Come on, man. This is the NFL. Taking all those vicious hits, trying to be the tough man, trying to be a leader. And I think they gave him too much too soon, too early, especially the vets in the Washington Redskins locker room. You can't give a guy that's 21 22 years old, and put the whole NFL franchise on his back. He's not built for that yet. 
even though he has that facade, come on, man. Come on, he's not ready. RG3 wasn't ready for that. It's not. What 22-year-old, anybody out there that's been 22, that's an old head now, 40s, 50s, you have to be leading a group of men 30 years old, 25, 26 years old, who's been playing in the NFL with the elite players that knows how to get the game done. He was an athlete running around doing whatever he did his first year. Nobody knew about him on that level. He has track speed. He could play quarterback. He could throw the football. That's all I'm saying, man. Let's just be real with it. RG3 wasn't ready. Too much, too soon. Like a lot of these athletes. Too much, too soon. Some of them can't handle it. Some of them can. If they got good people around him. RG3 got his dad in his ear. Hey, hey, you need son? Son, I want you to be a pocket passer. It's like Tom Brady and Andrew Luck. We're going to talk about the pocket pass in just one moment. Hey, this is your man, JT Live, right here on the Chicago Locker Room Sports Show. That's why we're talking to RG3. We're going to talk a little Jay Cutler in a little bit because I got the rip on him and some of the Chicago fans, some of the stuff that I hear some of the Chicago fans play. We're going to talk Tom Brady as well because that's still going down. Patrick Kane, of course, I touched on that a little bit. And the Chicago Cubs, baby, that's right. Chicago Cubs doing anything. Y'all saw it. You saw Jake Arrieta throw that no-hit against the Dodgers. That's why the Cubs are doing anything. No longer are we the lovable losers. In this, in this whole baseball thing. Big up, big shots to my man Theo Epstein for doing his business. But you're tuned in Chicago Locker Room Sports Show. I think I got my man Pete Coop in the building. Let me see if he's here. Pete Coop, what's up, man? Yeah, what's up, JT? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Get my man Pete Coop in the building. Pete Coop. Yo, what's up, JT? Can you hear me? Seem to have lost him right there. He seems to be out of the building. Let me see again. Pete Coop, you're in the building. Yeah, can you hear me, JT? I can't get to him right now. But I, I just want to, you know, I, I, I just want to, um, if you want to follow us, or you can follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports. You can also like our Facebook page, Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Radio. Make sure you get in with us, man. Follow us um, on, on what we try to do here in the podcast on a daily basis. We had some technical difficulties earlier, so... Hopefully, um, you all were able to to get into the show. Let me see if I got him in. P. Coop, you with us? Yeah. Lost him again. But, you know, I, I just had to put it out there, man. So much stuff. And, and with this RG3 situation, you know, so so many things are happening right now in sports. And guys are asked to shoulder the burdens of franchises, um, which they really can't do. They really can't do. Guys can't hold. They can't. They, they can't. They, they can't shoulder these franchises on their back. They can't do it. You're asking a 22 year old. Even I, I, let's go back to Derrick Rose, Chicago Bulls. Here, this kid was the youngest MVP in NBA history. Uh, uh, NBA history. He's asked to shoulder the franchise of a of a, uh, a team of a franchise that had the greatest player to ever play the game, and Michael Jordan. And so you're asking them to shoulder this responsibility, and when they don't meet the expectations, we we spit them up and chew them out. We spit them up and chew them out, man, like like it ain't nothing. So I, well, you know, when I look at those situations, I, I say to myself, man, you know what? We need a lot of work. We need a lot of work in that realm. 
of how we bring athletes along. We're asking guys to leave franchises. I mean, let's look at the Russell Wilsons. There are only so many Russell Wilsons out there. There's only so uh, there's only so many. Yeah, Russell. Russell's mature enough, but see, Russell Wilson. A lot of people don't know Russell Wilson. He's been around for a minute. He's been around. Went to school, played out after he finished at North Carolina State. He went on to play baseball for a year or so, then came back and went to Wisconsin after he graduated from NC State, played football at Wisconsin. He was mature. So you're talking about a guy, a guy that probably was six years out of high school. Six years out of high school. So you're talking about maybe a 20, 24-year-old guy, 25, coming into the NFL, a little bit more mature. So now he's, his progression is, is much more easier as he goes into the NFL. Same thing with NBA basketball. And I just talked about Derrick Rose. Too young, too too much, too soon, too young. And when they fail, I mean they fail. And we rip them apart. Let's look at LeBron James. Perfect example. LeBron James, I mean, I mean, come on. We see what he's able to do, but guess what? LeBron came straight out of high school. But he had some growing pains early on. He was humble. He was playing with a Cleveland team that was pretty much garbage, although he led them to a championship. LeBron matured into the player who he is today. So it, it takes a whole lot. It takes a whole lot, man, today in order to do some things. Let me see if I got my man Pete Coop in the building. Pete Coop. Oh, what's up, JC? Can you hear me? Man. I can hear you, man. I couldn't hear you before. We're having some technical difficulties with this with this internet stuff right now that's going down. But I finally got you, man, in the building. I want to get your thoughts, of course, on RG3 and what's going on in the Washington, D.C. area. But, you know, I'm just talking about young guys getting too much too soon. So what's your thoughts on this situation, man? Let me know what's going on. Well, uh, I mean, you pretty much uh, – uh, Scammed on it pretty good. You probably you gave a, a pretty good ideology of what's going on. I think that um, Russell Wilson uh, became um, or, or has become um, too much of a, a distraction to his own self. And uh, I, I don't think that, you know, him trying to uh, reinvent the wheel in, in relationship to his abilities at this point, man, I mean, it's, and, and I can understand he got hurt, so maybe he wanted to, you know, be in the pocket more, you know, but you, you're in the pocket, you're still a target, especially with the offensive line that he had. So I guess he's saying he's being a pocket pass, and, and that brought people the wrong way, I guess. But I, I just don't understand why, um, uh, you know, so many people have this, this taste for him at this point when when he first came in the league, everybody he was just uh, everybody's darling. Now everybody's like is turning against him, you know. And, and Gruden didn't do any good, you know. He, he left him out there specifically because he wanted to show him, he wanted to show the world that he could not function in that system, and he would have difficulty functioning in that system. And, and Cousins is not a, a great quarterback. He's not a good quarterback, you know. So. I mean, most quarterbacks come in the league, you know, if you're a first-round quarterback, you draft in the first round, you get four years to uh, mess up, and some even get more, you know. So 
I think uh, I think that uh, if they, you know, go in the direction they're going to go, they have given up on him in a small small amount of time. And with the fact that he did get hurt in his second year, his first year is phenomenal, though. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that he can resurface if if he gets into a situation where he can. Uh, you know, excel, but he could just be himself. I mean, Russell Wilson is being himself. He's not trying to be a pocket passer. You know, um, Colin Kaepernick is not trying to be a pocket passer. I mean, these guys can thrive by doing what they do. They have a unique skill, you know, and they should be able to utilize it. Michael Vick did it for a long time, and he's still playing in the NFL, even after being out in the NFL after going to the uh, to jail. For a dog fight, so that's my take on the RG thing, man. What other questions? Well, 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 you know what, Pete Coop? I'm gonna tell you like this, man. And I think RG three really boils down to his arrogance. I mean, he had a lot of arrogance, and I, I thought again, he got too much too soon. I remember veterans but, but that, in that watch. That's your, I mean, you said he's arrogant. I think that that's just your uh, uh, opinion. That's not a fact. You can't, you can't oh, give me a concrete fact that it, you know he was arrogant. It's, it's got to be something, man. I mean, let's just look at it. Why, why is it that his teammates? These, according to reports, that some of his teammates was happy. Just happy that he he's cut. He's not the starting quarterback. There's something you have to be able to get that locker room. And as a young player, as a player in the NFL, quarterback especially, you have to have the locker room. If you don't have the locker room to have issues, man. If the quarterback, you know, there were situations where they said the quarterback and, and Jay Gruden were arguing on the sidelines. If they're arguing on the sidelines and the coach is not supporting the quarterback, quarterback's going to have a hard time getting the support of the team. They're just not going to do it. And RG3, man, I mean, come on. let's hear when, I'll tell you when I lost it with him, when he didn't want to talk to McNabb. How you not going to talk to McNabb when Donovan McNabb has paid his dues in the NFL? Wait a minute! Wasn't that his rookie year? It was. It was. At, yeah, it was during his rookie year. But he tried to tell him about Mike Shanahan and the relationship that they had that fell apart. And since he didn't listen to him, and he didn't even want to give him the time of day, I mean, what did he? What did he expect was going to happen? So you're saying, as a result of that, that that brought on uh, all this hardship that that. Uh, because he didn't talk to McNabb, it brought on all this hardship that he's had. It brought on uh, knee surgeries, two knee injuries, and uh, an uh, a, a ankle injury, and, and, and uh, all these problems that he's having developing his passing game in his offense as, as a result of him not listening to Donovan McNabb. Is that what you're saying? Is no. What I'm saying is he didn't listen to some of the advice that he was going to have to go through as a quarterback had he just listened to him and said, okay, you know what, what does McNabb have to say? What is the psychological aspect of being a quarterback in the NFL and being a black quarterback in the NFL? There's two different distinctions there that need to be made. If you're a white quarterback in the NFL, that's a difference from being a black quarterback because you're going to get treated differently. You're going to be why looked upon as that? That. What do you mean? Black quarterbacks are going to be Why is that? You said it. I mean, why? Why why is that? 
okay, how do we look at white quarterbacks as opposed to black quarterbacks? When we look at black quarterbacks, we oh, look at, look at athletic. No, let, let me just let me just say what society, some of the coaches and, and some of the announcers and sports analysts, what they say. Quarterbacks, black quarterbacks are athletic. The guy is a hybrid. The guy can move. He can run. He can use his feet. The Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers of the world are looked upon as being, oh, they're cerebral. Oh, they're smart. Oh, they know how to get everybody lined up correctly. And so there are some psychological things that certain black quarterbacks are going to have to deal with that are subtle. Today, for the first time, I heard an analyst. This was Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday said this about RG3. He said he was smart. That's the first thing came out of his mouth. And he was athletic and he could throw the football. That's the first time I've heard an analyst, a Caucasian analyst, say anything positive in that realm. And so when you have to deal with those connotations, yes, RG3 didn't want to run necessarily all the time, Piku, but guess what? He didn't get that option. You need to be in this particular offense in order to help us be successful. Now, I don't know if he could read defenses or not. Some people may have said he couldn't, or some people said he could. I don't know. But there's two different issues when we're dealing with the Andrew Lux and we're dealing with the Peyton Mannings. Those guys are field generals. They're leaders amongst men. They don't do commercials. Well, Andrew Luck ain't got to do commercials. Father's already filthy rich. Come on, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, they do do commercials. Tom Brady does commercials. Peyton Manning is a walking commercial. They do a match. Yeah, they all do them. And, and why are you, I mean, why are we worrying about this guy making extra money uh, as a result of his his success on the field? That's, I mean, that that's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, JT, that RG3 is, is, is basically being his, his own man, and he wants to, to try and fit into the NFL as he sees where he's going to have longevity in his career and have success, so he wants to be in the pocket. But the fact of the matter is, he's not unique if he's just sitting in the pocket. He's not dynamic. Um, he's not a threat. Russell Wilson has become a, a, a weapon that is a threat as a result of him being able to do multiple things inside and outside of the pocket. The same thing with, um, with uh, Cam Newton. You know, uh, and the same thing with uh, Johnny Manziel. If he once he gets this, once he gets things figured out, uh, these guys have the ability to to make things happen with their arms as well as with their legs. And you know, and that's the trend of the NFL. If if you look at some of the dynamic that's going on in the NFL, you know, they're they're using a lot of this. The spread offense, they're using a lot of this uh, shotgun uh, type offenses that, that you're seeing in college. And, you know, I hope that RG understands what he has and and can be able to utilize that. I don't know if he'll be able to do it now as a result of all those injuries, though. He may be uh, unable to perform like, like he did before, as, as he did in his rookie year, where his his, uh, I think he was second. He led all rookies in touchdowns, touchdowns, and, and yards. So, I mean, rushing yardage. So, I mean, the guy has 
he has the ability. I think whatever's going on with him is going in between his ears up, and it's the outside noise that is affecting him. And, and I think that's what he has to get in order. He has to get that in order before he can really get anything taken care of. If he doesn't get that in order, P. Coop, he's not going to be an effective quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to get back to the form that he was, you know, three years ago. I just don't see it right now. And, you know, well, any chance of injuries, him- I mean, because of injuries, I, I think that will be, the, the, you know, the main reason. But he can he can get his mind together. He can get his – the way he approaches the game together. Hopefully. Well, I hope so. I hope so, and I hope he learns a lesson of humbleness in the NFL. You have to be humble, man. You got to chill out. You can't, you know, you're not Superman. You're not playing by yourself. You're not invincible out there in the NFL. Everybody can play in the NFL. Guys are out there, they're out there balling. So, you know, he needs to be able to get that together. But, hey, this is your man, JT Live, right here on Chicago Locker Room Sports Show. With my man, Pete Coop, we finally got all the technical difficulties ironed out here on the show. We're talking about RG3. We're talking about young athletes, man, really. Uh, getting in and, and today maybe getting too much too soon. I think maybe that's RG3 case in the case of RG3 and in the case of Derrick Rose. Uh, both of these guys are young, so much success early on, and, and you know they had some adversity that's come upon them. Both of these guys are Adidas sponsored athletes, so that's interesting. Adidas is taking a real hit uh, in that aspect of it because both of its marquee stars have really suffered the last couple of years. So that should be interesting as we move forward. P. Coop, uh, I want to talk about Jay Cutler, the Chicago Bears. Since this is a Chicago locker room sports show, I want to talk about Jay Cutler, man. And, you know, this guy has gotten so many passes as a quarterback. Here's a guy that's underachieved, yeah. although he's had, he's had some decent numbers. But that's like, that's those numbers are like when you get beat 50 to nothing and then everything you could complete. You know, and you're getting 10, 15 yards to pass, you know, things like that. But here's a guy that's been able to skate, and he got a huge contract from the Chicago Bears. They gave this guy $150-something million. He got $56 million guaranteed. When is Jay Cutler's time up in Chicago? Huh. Well, after this year, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I think that this, you know, this coaching staff and, and – and um, you know the GM, they're giving Jay Cutler another reprieve, you know, especially after last year's debacle where he was, uh, oh my God, he was a turnover machine, man. I mean, it looked like every time he looked at, he was either throwing an interception or, or did the sacks and fumbling. But he has. Another option, but that 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 plays back to what I was saying that you know so many other quarterbacks in the NFL. Why is it that so many other quarterbacks are given time, chance, a chance, a chance to get it right, but um, you know they got this uh, you know this short sort of leash with uh, RG. But anyway, back to Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, uh, he has this chance to do something. I mean, even if even if he really, if he's not an all-star, I, I mean, him short of being an MVP, I don't think he's back with the Bulls. I mean, I'm sorry, he's cool, the Bears. He's just, I don't think he's back with the Bears. So, um, this is this is this is the the the, the big put up or shut up moment. And you know, he's gotten his payday. 
don't think he'll see another payday like that, of course. But uh, as far as him being a competent player in the NFL, I think he can. I think he still has skills enough to start. I think he has uh, the ability to be a starter. But as far as being a starter here in Chicago, I, I don't know if he'll he'll last if he doesn't uh, show anything better than he did last year, and especially uh, with the turnover. Well, this is this is going to be a difficult year for Jay because let's look at it. His receivers, Kevin White, the number one draft pick out of um, the West Virginia, is out, and he may be out for the entire year. Alshon Jeffrey is having some some calf injuries. One thing from that you can't get from John Fox is a complete answer because he gives you short answers and he leaves it at that, which I give him big props for because he he knows how to handle the Chicago media. But you look at um, Alshon Jeffrey is hurt. Um, I mean, now uh, Royal has some injuries. Marquise Wilson is out. So they have a lot of injuries at the receiver position. And and so with that, you're forced to have Matt Forte and Jay Cutler and Martellus Bennett be your weapons on offense. And that's not going to do, especially with an offensive line with uh, Jermaine Bushrod having some injuries and some other injuries to the offensive line. No cohesiveness. You're talking about a defense that's that's you know you don't know what you're going to get out of the defense. I mean, Chicago Bears will be lucky if they win two games this year, and I'm putting it out there. The only two games no. they might win, I'm no. telling you. Come on, okay, well, okay, tell me the games that they're going to win because I'm going to tell you like this. And I had a lot of Chicago fans out there tell, come tweet me telling me, look, uh, JT, you can beat the Raiders. You don't, you, you don't think. You don't think that the Bears uh, football team or organization is is uh, better than uh, the 49ers at this point? We that might be a game that we win, and and we also okay. may beat we we may beat the Washington Redskins. Outside okay, of that, we may beat the Redskins. Well, 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 you don't think we can? I mean, we you think that? Uh, Tampa Bay is so much farther ahead of the Bears. Are, are you saying that? Lovey Smith's not letting the Chicago Bears win in Tampa Bay. It's not going to happen this year. I can guarantee yeah, you, you that. Said, you said that same, very same thing last year. So, I mean, well, Lovey was let's a new be coach. realistic about this thing. Let's be, let's be realistic about this thing. Come on Okay. Now. Okay. Let me, let me just tell you this. Teams like Tampa Bay, teams like uh, Washington Redskins, teams like the Oakland Raiders, that aren't supposed to be that good, when they see the Chicago Bears on the schedule, they say, oh, that's a victory that we can have. So they count the Bears in their victory. You see what I'm saying? We look at it as, oh, we can beat those teams. They look at it as, like, that's a surefire victory. So we're not going to beat – we're not beating Green Bay, even with their hurt receivers. We're not beating Minnesota. They've gotten ten times better. We're not beating Detroit with those weapons of Calvin Johnson and Tate, and they got a dual at running back. They have an excellent defense, an excellent secondary, okay? Uh, we're not beating the Arizona Well, I, I don't know because you, you said uh, they got some problems with their defense. they got some problems in their secondary. I expect their defense of mine. Adama and Sue is, is, is left and went to Miami. And, and and they brought in uh uh Nagata. Noga Noga and he got injured. He's out for the season. So no, he's mean, not out for and, the season. And also not only that they uh um uh, Nagata's not a other... He's back. 
Nagata's not out for the season. Yes, he's back. He's not out for the season. Oh, he's back. Yes, he's back. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, he's a fourth, but he's not a Dominican Sue. Come on, man. Well, Dominican Sue is an exceptional player. Nagata's a beast in himself. So that goes to show you how great the Dominican Sue is. They still have their defensive line intact. They are a formidable defense. Detroit is. They're one of the top I, I three won't, I won't. I won't. I won't say. I won't say that they're not. I won't say that they're not. But they, it's, it's definitely a different defense without a, a player like Sue on there, man. Come on, man. Well, Sue is just one player, man. There were other players around him. Yeah, Sue was great in one player, but so is Aaron Rodgers. He's one player, but he makes a huge oh. difference. Come on, man. Aaron Rodgers is. Come on, man. We you, you can't even. Aaron Rodgers is another whole another beast. I mean, come on. He he can make he makes chicken salad out of chicken it. I mean, he, this guy can can get it done. And so we're not gonna beat Detroit. We the Chicago Bears haven't beat Detroit, man. You know how many years it's been since we beat Detroit? It's been years. And we won't start next I don't year. Know. With the I don't know how many how many has it been. You tell me. I don't know. I, I, I just told you we're not beating we're not beating Seattle. We're not beating Seattle. No, we're not beating Arizona. I, I mean, we're not talking about beating Seattle. I'm talking about beating these teams, man. And, and this is the NFL. This is, I mean, you're not going to just uh, 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 walk through the season anyway. Even if you are Seattle, even if you are Green Bay, you know, even if you are uh, uh, the. Uh, the Patriots. You're not gonna just walk through the season and and just you know collect wins with with, with no problem. You know there's still gonna be some some um you know some some difficulties in in, in going through. So uh, I mean having said that, the Bears are not a good team. They're gonna have problems. They're in a, a, a rebuilding development stage. Stage yes, but. They're not going to just lose every single game. As if you, I mean, as if they're well, not even, you know. Well, let me let me break down the what? schedule for you, Coop. Let, let, let me look at this right quick. And, and I, I just had to pull the okay. schedule. And, and, I'm, I'm not, and I'm pulling it up, too. Okay. Mr. All right. Marty we, got Packers, to know it. We, got, we got the Packers, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. Damn! That's 0-3. The, the Raiders. The Raiders, the, Cardinals, uh, the, the Chiefs, much better. Top defense, weapons all over the place. The Lions, we're not winning. The Vikings, we're not beating. The Chargers are going to beat us. The Rams are tough defensively, and they have an excellent running game. That's a loss for us as well. Then we got the well, Broncos. You can't just and- chalk that up as a loss. Come on. I'm, I'm telling you. We got the Broncos. We play the Broncos. The Broncos are you're the hella tough. Nice defense. Of course, they got Peyton Manning. The 49ers, we might win that. The Redskins, with that dysfunction, we might beat them as well. And then we're losing the last three games, the Vikings, Buccaneers, and Lions. We're not winning that but two games. And with the first pick of the 2016 NFL draft, <laughs> the Chicago Bears select, I'm telling you, man, watch the CP Coop. Uh, it's, it's just not going to happen for us this year, man. And I hate to be that way. But last year I told Bears fans we weren't going to win nothing but three. Get out of here. You love it. You love being like that. Come on, man. Well, okay, on a serious note, though, it's going to take the Chicago Bears at least five years to build a winning team. 
It is. It's going to take the Bears five years because they're going to have to build through the draft, Piku. They're not going to be able to do it getting free agents. There are really no serious free agents out there, and a lot of free agents may not want to come to Chicago because of the dysfunction. And as long as Jay Cutler is under the helm, a lot of them won't. But then they're going to have to draft a new quarterback because you know that's going to happen in the future. And they're going to have to build this thing. It's going to take three to five years. And I would liken them to take a page out of the Seattle Seahawks because Pete Carroll built that team. And I can remember when they went to the playoffs and they won their division with a 7-9 record. And I thought they were trash. All that time, Pete Carroll was building that defense. And he found a quarterback that run the offense that he was too much. And so I, I truly believe it's going to take the Bears at least five years. I don't know if John Fox is going to be around that long, but I truly believe it's going to take five years in order for us to win a championship. What's your thoughts on that? Well, um, if you're looking at a timetable, usually five years is a little bit too much. Um, usually you want to see some baleful results in three years. So let's say this year, next year, and then the third year, you want to see them being able to, you know, uh, call themselves one of the elite teams in the NFC. So uh, five years is a long time for that, man. That's time that uh, I would anticipate them needing. You know, um, if you look at um, what they were trying to do with this draft, with the upgrade of the speed, you know, with White and and, and uh, the addition of uh, the running backs that um, uh, out of Michigan State, uh, you know, they were showing that they're going to have, uh, they're going to be able to, they want to compete offensively, but of course they need to, you know, just, you know, uh, they need to really just make sure the line, offensive line is, is solid. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are ways to wait. I don't know about five years. I'm thinking maybe three years. I mean, usually that's the plan. That's when a GM comes in. He wants to have about three years before they're ready to compete. Well, I, I mean, I, let's look at it. I mean, if, if it takes three years, if it takes us getting to the playoffs, if it takes us building until we get to that point where we get to the Super Bowl, I'm not mad at that. And, and one of the things with the Chicago Bears history, I mean, Chicago Bears history, man, as far as, as football is concerned, I mean, let's let's just look at this. The Bears are probably the most overrated franchise in the NFL. I mean, you would think you would think that the Chicago Bears have won multiple Super Bowls, and some Bear mm-hmm. fans are delusional about this. Of course, we have the most yeah, Hall of Famers in it, the it, game. It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of the Cubs fans. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Cubs fans know that we're losers. We know we've lost over the past few years, so we can accept that. Their fans believe that they believe that they're winners, and when they're really not, and they they're delusional about their squad. And, and all I'm saying is this: is that it's going to take some time. I liken it to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, the last time they won a Super Bowl outside of a couple of years ago was back in 2000. But the Ravens were right. in the playoffs. They were in the hunt consistently every single year. So you would think that the Ravens was one of the best teams, but they were always competitive. And as long as your team is always competitive, I don't have a problem with that, man. And I think that's where the Bears need to build to. Be competitive. You know, if it takes 10 years and your team is in the playoffs every single year, maybe you're making it to the next round, next round. You might get knocked out. But then that one year, Ravens have only won two Super Bowls in the last 15 years. 
You'd think they won three or four, but they haven't. But before before I move forward, let me ask you this question. Uh, you love your Chicago Bears, right? Do I like the Chicago Bears? No, no, no. You love your Chicago Bears, right? Of course. Okay, let me ask you a question. And I'll pose it to you. I'll pose this question to any Bears fan out there that's willing to answer this. You can tweet me at Ranked Top 5 Sports. If you had a chance to trade franchises in 1985 when the Chicago Bears defeated the New England Patriots, would you take the Patriots over the Chicago Bears right now? Oh, no way. Hell no. Hell no. Even with all of the success that the Patriots have had over the years, even with Tom Brady and Belichick and Randy Moss breaking records and and and, and all of the you know, the dynamics of that defense and and the genius of Belichick, I would not trade that for one minute of the Super Bowl shuffle. The greatest moment in sports history. Well, Pico, I'm going to tell you like this. And since you said that. Would you, you, might would well, you trade it? You might would you well trade enjoy, it? Would you? you? You ripped me as a Cubs fan. But I'm going to tell you right now. That's some lovable loser to himself. I will take. The New England Patriots success that they've had over the years, four Super Bowls, I would take that any day over one Super Bowl and a gang of no playoffs right now. I mean, come on, man. Wouldn't you so want to have Tom Brady? What, what you're saying is, Jeff, that you would switch franchises. You would leave the Bears franchise. You would leave the, 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 the hollowed hall of, of hollowed hall of Pallet Hall. I don't know if that's right, but the hallowed walls of Palace Hall to go to Foxborough and become a Patriots fan. That's what you're saying. The, the, only person I, do. the only person I would take is Walter Payton. Everybody else can stay. I'm taking Walter Payton, okay? Well, well I'm taking Tom Brady. Take Walter. Wait a minute. You, wait a minute. First of all, you're not going to take the, the, our number one franchise. Okay, you can take Walter Payton, but give us uh, – Payton Man. I mean, uh, uh, Tom Brady. How about that? Well, what? What? I'm taking Payton. I'm taking Walter Payton. Come on. Because you're not, well, a, you're not well, a new I might as well, all right. Well, I might as well trade him for for Lombardi's Super Bowl, <laughs> or Mike Holmes, or uh, maybe I should trade him in for Mike Holmes' Super Bowl win. And with, I ain't uh, talking about them. I'm talking nah, about the Patriots. You saying you want to because you talking about you Patriots in the Super Bowl. We played them in the Super Bowl, so I'm comparing that team from '85. I would switch out. And say, hey, I take the Patriots franchise if I knew could look at the future and see what was going to happen right now. 
How many times have the Bears been to the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl? How many times? That's been over 30 years ago now. How many? I bet you can count on one hand how many times the Chicago Bears have been to the playoffs since that time, man. How many times have the Patriots been to the Super Bowl? They won four Super Bowls. They've been to what? Uh, six? Come on, man. I'm, tra- I'm talking about success. And I think Bears fans need to get with that. We want to have a successful organization, and we need okay. to hold the organization accountable. Okay, we want to have a successful organization. That's one thing. Trading with uh, the Patriots, that Super Bowl for theirs is ridiculous. So we, what you're saying is essentially we're going to give them our uh, dominant performance in the Super Bowl, and they're going to give us those uh, Super Bowls that they've got, right? Is that what you're saying? I trade in a heartbeat. No. No, no. Heartbeat. Nah. Heartbeat. Heartbeat. I trade in a heartbeat, man. Let's just, let's, just, let's just win some. Let's just win some on our own. Let's not trade. Well, Don't be a traitor. Hopefully we can win a, some within the next five hey, years. We have to I, I just I, I just went yesterday and saw uh, the movie straight out of Compton, uh, uh, you know, about the group NWA. Uh, great movie. And, uh, you know, in the movie they were talking about how uh, they called uh, Ice Cube a Benedict Arnold. Don't be a Benedict Arnold, okay? They see, don't be a Benedict Arnold. If it, if, it, if it takes getting some of Ice Cube's money, I'd be a Benedict Arnold, so I don't even care. It would be fine with me to be a Benedict Arnold if it's going to get Chicago. But I, in, in all seriousness, though, I want Chicago teams to win, and Chicago deserves championships. We deserve winners, and the fans are diehard fans, and they deserve winners in no way, in shape, or form we should accept mediocrity like we were accepted the last couple of years. I'm going to give John Fox a chance because he needs to build the Bears. But I want the Bears fans to be realistic. You're not going to win anything until the next, within the next three to five years. I said it about the Cubs. The Cubs wasn't going to do anything until the five-year mark when Theo got a chance okay, to set his. And that's another, that's, a, that's another thing. You, you, you're a little bit delusional. The Cubs haven't done anything yet. What are you talking about? The season. They're okay, young they're team. They're winning, but they, if you look at it, they just lost. They lost, even though they had a no hitter. They lost five games out of the last six. So what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, but other than that, they tonight. They're losing tonight. They're losing. They were losing we're like, tonight. They made them. They're playing now, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, well. See, there, there you go. But I, I'm just saying here, Chicago Cubs are a young team. So you, you expect that out of young. They go to, I didn't even think they were going to do much this year with this young squad. And they've exceeded, far exceeded my expectations. We okay, won't be they've, out, they've, they've exceeded your expectations, but they still haven't been to the They have not made it to the playoffs. They haven't done anything yet. Quit crowning them. I mean, how, tough fans. How, how long we got to go? We got to go to the end of this month, right? End of this month, then we go to the playoffs, right? It's a one-game oh, wild card. Uh, play the Pirates. And then we get in, we beat the Pirates, we piss Jake Arrieta, we shut the lights down, and then we go to L.A. and play the Dodgers. Come on, man. Let's just keep it real. Cubs going to do their thing this year. I'm rocking with the Cubs. I want to see winning. Hey, this is your man, JT, live right here on the Chicago Locker Room Sports Show. I got my man, P. Coop, in the building. Finally, we got him in here. We're talking our trash this evening on the Chicago Locker Room Sports Show. You can join us every Tuesday night right here 
on blogtalkradio.com. You can also also download the show on iTunes, and you can listen to us on Stitcher Smart Radio. Make sure you listen to Stitcher on your Android. Check us out. Um, also, if you want to follow our show, you can follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports. Also, we got a Facebook page, Rank Top 5 Sports Chicago 24-7. If you want to get with what we do on a daily basis, we talk sports, we get it in. Football season is right around the corner. College football kicks off this weekend. And, P. Coop, I don't know, before we talk about a little Chicago sports, uh, more Chicago sports, if you saw what happened down there at the University of Illinois, they fired their head coach a week before the season started, Tim Beckman. I said this a long, long time ago. He should have never been hired by Illinois. I don't know what they're fighting the line at. I don't know what they're doing down there, man. Um, but their sports, the sports programs, the two top sports programs, football and basketball, have just not met the standards of being an elite team in the Big Ten. What's your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts is that how did that get hired in the first place is is anomaly. And the second thing is why why hold on one second, P Coop. You had a lot of feedback coming through your phone. I don't know if it's if it's something uh, if, if you're on a speakerphone or something like that, but you had a lot of feedback coming through, so I want to get that through to you. Um, I'll get back to you in, in just one moment. Um, but what I was saying was that Tim Beckman was uh, fired by the University of Illinois football program. Of course, people who know Tim Beckman, he came from uh, he came from Toledo, and and I didn't think he should have been the hire for the Chicago, for the fighting line at football anyway. You need somebody that's proven. You need somebody with a great track record. And apparently, he got fired for mistreatment of players. He was making players play while they were injury, injured, making them come back and do things that they just did not want to do. So, um, I, I you know. So the season starts, man, that's pretty rough. And I wonder how those kids were able to adapt. Let me see if we can get P. Coop back in the building. P. Coop? Yeah, I think can I can hear that problem, JP. Yeah. Can you hear me better? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you much yeah. better, much, much clearer. Well, well yeah, the thing I'm, is that how – my question is, how, how did Tim Beckman get hired in the first place? Um, <laughs> uh, this guy – uh, at Toledo, he was supposed to have such a great defense, and his defense uh, got trashed uh, in the last two games of the season, including the bowl game. So, um, and, and, and I think that when they hired Beckman, he was uh, uh, just a um, desperation hire. And he clearly was overmatched in the Big Ten. And, and um, so he, he starts doing this weird stuff that he was doing. I don't know. I don't know what type of stuff that is. That's old school. I don't know what type of motivation it is, you know, what he's trying to do. But clearly he was um, he was way out of order, you know. And, and yeah. here's something else, J.D. Who's the AD who hired him? What was he on? You know, yeah. <laughs> where is his and, and was, responsibility in this? You know, how come he well, is, I, uh, um, you know, so entrenched in mediocrity, mediocrity, and 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 when is what is when is his head gonna fall? 
Well, I mean, I you know, I, I think it's gonna it's, he's gonna be put in the question. I mean, the athletic director, um, you know, anytime you look across the table, and when they first hired Tim Beckman, I I, I looked at it, I said, really, you hired this guy? Yeah. I really, mean, really. That's the I, I couldn't. Really? I, <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, really? I, 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 <laughs> What were they thinking, man, when they, they hired it? It got Mike Thomas, the, the it was, director. It was a desperate move. It was a move of a desperate French, uh, uh, organization that was trying to just fill a spot, man, and they filled it with the wrong guy, man. I mean, and you could see this this uh, franchise, this team has been immersed in mediocrity, you know, and, and they haven't done anything. They haven't been any uh, – similar to having any type of success. Uh, and, and, and we're not talking about a team. I mean, a, a, a university that's been a powerhouse in, in, in terms of football. But, I mean, they've been more competitive. They've been, you know, sort of able to hold their own. But now they've just, Yeah, they've been respectable in the past. They've been respectable in the past. And, and of course. But now look, look at the argument. Look at it. So that that's on to me that's on the AD, you know, yeah. and, and and then you got all this weird stuff that's going on with the basketball, the women's basketball program, you know, and then you yeah. got the you know the men's basketball program not able to recruit the state of Illinois, you know, yeah. what the that's heck the is going on? Well, you know what, what you man, it's funny, Illinois, man, it's funny that you mentioned that because I spoke with um, I spoke with. Uh, a parent whose son was being recruited by the Illini football and uh, local talent, all state was being recruited by Michigan State, Syracuse, uh, and some of the other uh, bigger universities. And went to visit Illinois, and it was just a nonchalant attitude. And so, you know, they didn't really like, recruit them. Oh, home. you can come if you want to. It'll be right. fun to have exactly. you. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, main pitch was stay, stay at home. You're close to home. You're only about an hour and a half away from home. Be in Illinois, it's a great place to be. And the kid ends up going to another school. Outside, you know. Where'd he go? You had to, you know, I'm not going to say where he goes, and people might be able to narrow it down. So I don't want to get the kid, you know, people get to look at well, the kid. I mean, the, the kid, we don't know who the kid is. That's where he goes. No, I'm just saying, Coop, you had, you, you had. Hey, man, uh, look, we want to know where he went, man. Come on. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But I, I will say this. Did he go in the Big Ten? No, he didn't go in the Big Ten. He ended up going to ACC. But then you had, you had a kid who was the number one player in the country. Wide receiver, and I'll say his name, Laquan Trentrell, who plays down at Ole Miss. How does he get out of your backyard? How does he go down to the SEC and becomes the the, the player of the year uh, as a, a rookie rookie of the year as a freshman of the year at receiver? How does this guy get out potential first round draft pick? How does he get out of your backyard a football player at that? Well, because, I can see well, that. Well, because because no, wait. Ole Miss, he's in Ole Miss, right? That Ole Miss. He's in, okay, Ole Miss is entrenched in football tradition now. They have tradition. They have a winning tradition, and they're playing in the best football conference in in in, uh, in the NCAA. So that's how he got out of there. Plus, well, uh, they, 
They recruit down there. They know how to. They know how to. They know how to bring guys in. They know how to get guys to sign in and buy in to what it is they're selling, and what they're selling is the the chance to compete against uh, uh, teams uh, like Alabama, Auburn, and uh, Tennessee, uh, University of Florida, and, and all you know South Carolina, all those teams, and you're going to be in a conference that is uh, uh, a million, a billion dollar conference, three billion dollar conference, whatever it is, you know, and you're going to be on TV, you're going to be playing against the best competition. It's, it's an easy sell, man. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I understand it's an easy sell, but it, there's also an easy sell. I mean, most of those kids that play in the SEC stay regional. You're gonna, you're gonna, so you're gonna, you're gonna, they, you're the best player in, 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 in college football. You're gonna go, you're gonna get a chance to go. To to um, to University of Illinois with all that dysfunction and 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 all that stuff they got going on there, as opposed yeah. to going to Ole Miss. Are you kidding me? Well, it's Sorry, a hot I mess now. It's a it's a hot mess. All I'm saying is that if I'm a school, Ohio State's not letting those kids out of Ohio. I can guarantee you that. But Michigan Ohio is trying to sell it. Ohio State uh, has got something to sell. And well, now Michigan I wanna... has something to sell with, with, with. They got something to sell with with the addition of Harbaugh coming back. You know. So what does so, Illinois have to sell? What does Illinois have to sell? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, that's why. They, that's why. But, that's why. They, that's why they can't get the recruits. But guess who's getting recruits? Piku. Northwestern's getting guys. They're getting top level talent out of this out of the Chicago land area. And they're competitive. At least Northwestern's competitive. I'll give them that. They're playing high level football and they're beating some they're beating some teams and giving some teams some run. Illinois is supposed to be the big school in the state. They're suffering. Northern they're Illinois. Not, they're not they're not able to challenge against Michigan State. They're not able to challenge against Ohio State. I mean, they're not gonna be uh, I mean, they have to do a lot more to be able to compete against those type of teams now. Well, you, if you recall the show we had a couple of years and ago. Even that, even that, the Big Ten is adding on more top-level teams that's coming, you know. So, well, I mean, if you recall, though, Piku, we had Marcus Liberty on the show, former line basketball player, former NBA player on the show. And if you can recall the conversation we had with him about the Illini coaches, the basketball coaches who would not bring some of the older guys back who knew the Chicago land area and and helped in, in recruiting uh, some of the talent out of Chicago. And as you can see, Derrick Rose leaves Chicago. Anthony Davis leaves Chicago. Okafor leaves Chicago. Jabari Parker leaves Chicago. All these guys are one, two, three picks in the NBA draft in the last five, six years. And Illinois has, gets none of those players, and no players from Illinois is even drafted in the NBA yeah. since Derrick Wade. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. That's true. So I mean, that's a that's a sad state for a university that's a Big Ten university, and it should be better than that. They should be able to land recruits. Illinois has a lot to offer. It's it's you know they get well, to upgrade their facilities, but they have a lot to offer as far as the university is concerned. It's Big Ten country. Well, I mean. Those the situation with with those recruits, those guys leaving. I mean, with the exception of Derrick Rose going to Memphis, 
Memphis State, but Memphis State, uh, of course, had um, Calipari as his coach at the time. But you know, you're going, you, you're talking about super tradition when you're talking about uh, Kentucky. You know, that's that's you know huge. You're talking about Duke. That's that's huge, man. You know, North Carolina, those teams like that. But but in particular, those teams are are what are getting those top come there. From high school. Why? Why? That, and, now, now you mentioned. Well, because it's an easy sell. Once again, it's an easy sell. Okay. JC, come on, man. You got a chance Bill, to play at Duke? Yeah, but when Bill Self was here as the Illini basketball coach, he brought in top level talent. That team that went to the national championship was Bill Self's team. You see what I'm saying? So you, if you get somebody in here who can coach, who can do the job, yeah. then they'll opportunity to, to bring in those top he would he brought in the Darren Williams, the D Browns. He had those guys playing the, the Luther Heads, the top level talent. He had that talent in Illini and Illini Nation let him go to Kansas instead of ponying up the dollars and saying, Bill Self, you're not walking out of here. You're not leaving Champaign, Illinois, because we're going to pony up the millions of dollars it takes to keep you here and build Illinois into a powerhouse. That's all I'm saying, man. What's the difference between Kansas and Illinois? as far as facilities are concerned, it's not that much of a difference as far as area. We know Kansas is traditionally strong in basketball, but let's be real. The areas are pretty much the same. Bill Self would have still been here as the Illini coach. We probably would have won two or three championships by now and still be in the playoff in the NCAA hunt. And Bill Self knew how to recruit the area, and he still recruits the area. He still comes in. Him and Calipari come in and rate the Chicago area, man. That's crazy well, if I coach. Come on, man. It's, it's, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I'm, it hurt me to say it, man, but the University of Illinois is like a step-up job. Man. It's, it's a job that <laughs> catapults you to another job, a bigger job. I mean. <laughs> I, hey, it shouldn't be that way, man. It really shouldn't but be. It, and yeah, I, I know it shouldn't be that way, but that's how it is. Because Illinois is a, is a Big Ten. A Big Ten job should be the job that you want, especially if you're a coach you got any kind of substance that can take that that program and bring it to the next level i mean uh you know ron zook they, they let go of ron zook but they probably should have kept ron zook ron zook was bringing in top level talent he was maybe he wasn't the greatest x's and o's coach but he knew how to bring in talent and, and he was he was doing okay the program was you know it was it was formidable if they just would have stayed with him but they bring in this tim beckman guy and within three years he's out of here he's gone now so now they have to start from scratch all over again. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. But, hey, this is Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. You're tuned in to the Chicago Locker Room Sports Show. i got my man Pete Coop, the Bulldog Sports, in the building. Of course, your man JT Live. If you want to follow our show, follow us on Twitter at Ranked Top 5 Sports. You can like our Facebook page, Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Big shots to our Facebook group, Ranked Top 5 Sports Chicago 24-7. This is our Wednesday. This is our Tuesday night podcast. Make sure you check us out on Wednesday at 9 p.m. as well. Uh, Thursday night, man, it's off the chain. Thursday night, we're talking Floyd Mayweather all access. And P. Coop, I'm ripping into Floyd Mayweather. I'm ripping into his top five boxes of all time. I'm ripping into him being the great, being considered. I'm ripping into him being considered to be the greatest boxer, as he says, of all time. I don't even think he should rank in the top ten. I'm putting him in the same category as I put a Rocky Marciano, okay? He's in the top 25. 
He's not top 10. He's not top 15. So I rip it into Floyd. And so those people in ranked top five sports Chicago 24-7, that's Floyd, lovers. You go meet your boy, JT. Cool. How do you have Muhammad Ali, number five, and Parnell Whitaker, number two, Roberto Duran, number three? Is you crazy? Would you Ali, number five? I think it was uh, Roberto Duran. You got Roberto, Roberto Duran. Yes. And then he just fooled hey, didn't even have you can have anybody have... you can have anybody you want to on your list, man. I mean, go go ahead, go for it, man. Go for it. Wait a but minute, I, man. I, I just... They didn't yeah. even have he didn't even have Sugar Ray Leonard in the top five. Did he have Sugar Ray Robinson in the top five? Uh, he didn't have Sugar Ray Robinson in the top five. He did. Yeah, man. He had he had Sugar Ray Robinson. No, he didn't have Sugar Ray Robinson in the top five. He well, didn't. Well, I mean, you know, the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, he's just his opinion. So I, I want to get this because you know there's some people out there who think Floyd is the greatest. They think Floyd is the greatest. And so I want to get that out there. So yeah, tune in Floyd, Thursday night. Floyd thinks he's the greatest. Yeah, well, he does. Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, we'll be getting it in right here talking because he got this fight coming up that's going to be garbage. That he's going out, oh, this is my last fight, which we know that ain't true. That's going to be ridiculous. So make sure you tune in. I'm going to be going in on Floyd. I'm going to Floyd's head. So any Floyd supporters, be ready because y'all know Thursday night is JT Live, the JT Live podcast, raw and uncut. So we don't hold nothing back on that show. So make sure you check us out uh, this Thursday night. And then on Mondays, our Monday morning quarterback show, we didn't do a show this past Monday, but of course, we're kicking into the football season next week, so definitely check out our Monday morning quarterback show at 10 a.m. And then next Tuesday, it's our Chicago Locker Room Sports Show. You hear me and my man Pete Coop right here getting it in. Uh, before we go, man, I want to talk about uh, Patrick Kane, man, and this situation, this rape situation that he's facing, man. It looked like the Chicago Blackhawks are about to make some moves in regards to Patrick Kane. And I was saying earlier in the show, man, how I think it's unfortunate that you're guilty until proven innocent, instead of innocent until proven guilty in this in the court of public opinion, and even by law enforcement, it seems like to me. But you know, Patrick Kane has been a staple in the Chicago Blackhawks, and now he's gonna. It looks like they're gonna release him. They're gonna do whatever they gotta do until and and it might come out unfounded. This rape case situation. What's your thoughts on that, man? Well, my thoughts are with the victims. I mean, if that if that's what happened, and we don't know what happened, we don't know what what uh, what happened. But if it did, you know, then um, that would make uh, Patrick Kane a great um, hockey player, but a scumbag he would be. And we don't need him in Chicago, or you know, he's going to get what he's got coming. He's going to be in jail, but. Um, if he had, if he, if he, if he didn't do that, uh, you know, then um, it's unfortunate that his name got tied to it. But that's how it is, man. I mean, um, it, it's a real, real tricky slope, man, when when you're dealing with this this rape issue because, um, you know, and and, and my 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 belief was that it would probably never. You know, go to you know the point where we go to court because usually you know these things get settled out of court most of the time. You know, um, mm-hmm. outside of time with, with Mike Tyson or whatever. But um, 
I think that uh, I think that um, what what Patrick Kane is facing is you know as a result of, of some bad choices that he's made, and he's been making those bad choices. You know, as incident with the cab driver. Excuse me, in um, Buffalo, New York, he had that. Uh, he had the, uh, the, you know, uh, you know, some of his, his comments that, you know, on the podium. You know, he was clearly uh, alleviated on the on the podium. You know, but and, and understandably, you know, he's celebrating. You know, having won the Stanley Cup, and you know, having formulated the the, the semblance to. Uh, a dynasty here in Chicago, you know, but it, it, it's just unfortunate, man, that um, if that does happen, that it, it would end up like that because, you know, he was a brilliant player on the ice, and, and to, to have it, you know, come to the end like that, it would be, it, it's really sad, but it's, that's the way it is, especially when you do uh, something that you're not supposed to do, and, and you're going to have some consequences as a result of that. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, uh, when we look at athletes, man, and, and human beings in general, you know, the ones, especially the ones that we put up on a pedestal, there's so many things that can happen. And, and sometimes we forget that they are human beings and they make mistakes. I mean, Bill Cosby is a perfect example of that. You know, everybody was so, you know, we loved Bill Cosby for all those years. And then it comes out years later that there's some allegations against him of drugging women and raping women. Um, this new situation with Derrick Rose, although things seem to be unfounded at this point, we don't really even know what happened in that situation. Maybe some, there was some truth to what happened, maybe not involving Derrick Rose, but maybe involving some other people. Patrick Kane situations, I mean, the Ray Rice's of the world, Adrian Peterson's. And so, you know, you see so many different things, man, that happen. And, and you know, we need to realize that these people are human. These people are going to make mistakes. You know, things are gonna happen, man. In which, you know, don't forget uh, Aaron. Don't forget Aaron Hernandez. Man. Don't forget. Uh, oh man, Aaron Hernandez. I mean, let's go back to Ray Carruth. You know, who shot the pregnant woman with his child? Shot her, killed the woman. You know, I mean, the, some of the decisions that are being made, man, are just so crazy. The the uh, Greg Hardys of the world, the Ray McDonalds. I mean, they these some of these guys, uh, the Alden Smiths at San Francisco. Some of these guys guys need some serious counseling, man, some serious help. And we look at that athletic proudness and say, oh, you know, he's such a talent. He could do so much, but we rarely look deep inside of this person and say, what is this person all about, man? And and I think that's an issue that needs to be addressed so that some of well, these guys I mean, that's a, I mean, do we look at do we look deeply in every human being that we encounter with? I mean, why you do should. we need to look deeply into every – why? Why? Well, let me ask you this question. If if you, you were going to buy it. Do you look deeply into the guy who's giving you, the, the cab driver who's giving you a ride? Do you look I deeply should. into the person, uh, uh, deeply into the person, to the lady grocer who's bagging your groceries? We really you should. Know, do, you look because deeply, do you look deeply into the into the, uh, into the the coaches who are coaching your kids in the team football league that they're in? Come on, man. Yeah, you should, and you should get to know them. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this. This is important because when you go buy a car, you're going to spend at least an hour in that dealership 
get in the car. Whether you're going to go through credit check yourself or you're going to you're going to go from car dealership to dealership to find the best car that suits you. So and, and same with buying a house, you should investigate. You should figure out what it is, and you should know. And and the NFL with their investigators, I mean, come on, man, they should know this person inside out before they hire them. They should know their past. Aaron Hernandez had a past at Florida with Urban Meyer before he even got to Florida. Aaron Hernandez was 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 looked at as a suspect in a shooting. So I mean, if you have that kind of history. People need to be investigated. We don't know what's going on with people, man. We really do. I need to know what that cab driver is all about because guess what? Last year or six months ago, that cab driver might have been involved in a DUI, and maybe he killed somebody and got away with it, or maybe he got caught. I mean, we just don't know, man, people. That's all I'm saying. And so with some of these people, uh, we really need to know. Guys out here, people out here buying guns. They buying guns, man. That's mentally ill. JT, Come on. check it out. Aaron Hernandez is the, is the uh, sheer knight of football. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? You got all this money, you got all this stuff, all this success, and you still, still can't keep the street out of you. What a yeah. Dumb. What a what idiot. What a idiot. I, I, I'm taking this one from uh, 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 from another show that I listen to from time to time. What an idiot. Yeah. What they, they don't want to take. They don't want to lead a gangster lifestyle, but they want to. You know, they want to do what it is they got to do in the streets. Ah, you know, I right, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm done with that on, on that issue. But I think we need to look at these athletes as more human beings and stop putting them on so much pedestals. And oh, I just met. I just met so and so, so and so. This athlete today, and oh. He's so great. Oh, I just love him. One thing, though, Jeff, I, I, I mean, I got, I got, I'm remiss, man, because we're not saying that 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 um, Hernandez is the, he's not the the norm, man. You know, the guys who are messing up, and you know, they're not the norm. You know, the normal not guys that. in the NFL, man, are hardworking guys who really want to do well with families, family guys, and, and they want to, uh, you know provide for themselves and their families, you know, and they want to help out their community, and they do that, you know, and they have very a lot of venues that allow them to do that, you know. But you, but like you said, this is uh, a micro a micro uh, cosm of of the whole, you know, the whole spectrum within the United States. You know, yeah. so you have that element within the United States. You have the criminals. You have the the rapists and the and you have the uh, drug users and drug uh, sellers and all all that you know kind of stuff you know you you have that right along with all of the good stuff that you have so it's a microcosm of of what's going on in the United States as as a whole and and you know what the truth be told there's more I mean the NFL in comparison to crime on a whole or sports in general doesn't compare to what society does. I mean, let's, let's just keep that real. But you do have the, that element in there, man, that needs help. And, and I say these brothers need help as opposed to anything else, you know, that's going on to, out there. But, hey, this is your man, JT Live. 
right here with my man Pete Coop. We're in the building, Chicago Locker Room Sports Show, man. We're winding the show down. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. If you listen to the man, we appreciate you listening to the show. Make sure you share it with your friends. If you're listening right here on Blog Talk Radio, if you're listening from your smartphone, follow our show. Uh, man, we'd love to have you. Again, check out some of our past podcasts. We want to, I want to thank everybody, man, that's been going and downloading a lot of the past podcasts. I appreciate you for listening, man. We 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 really love you. We love uh, the people that listen to our show. This gives everyday people an opportunity, man, to talk sports and talk issues that you don't necessarily hear on television, and you get it kind of live and uncut. So, um, P. Coop, any parting words, man, before we get up out of here? Yo, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad and grateful you had me on the show, man. Every time I, I'm on, I have a blast. You know what I'm saying? You do everything professional, man, and, uh, you know, um, go go White Sox. This <sighs> dude had to put it in White Sox. Yeah, well, hopefully they go yep. somewhere and start winning some games. <laughs> go <laughs> somewhere, right? Just go. <laughs> no. Just go, White Sox. I got love for all my Chicago teams. But, hey, you guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you for joining our show this evening. I'm your man, JT Live. Again, follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports and like our page on Facebook. Make sure you check us out tomorrow for our all-access show. We talk about all sports again, breaking news in sports, so make sure you check us out. On behalf of the Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network and the Chicago Locker Sports Show, I'm your host, JT Live. Remember, man, Pete, check you out. Peace.